0: This is Seven Sport on Dean Radio. Good morning, welcome to Seven Sport on Dean Radio.
1: Good morning, boys. Good
0: morning, morning
2: everybody.
1: How are we all doing? Well, it's
2: first day of us
1: not being in the European Union, mate. So, uh, well, indifferent.
2: Yeah. Why is that the first thing <laughs> you've mentioned? We, there? we might be. We we'll, we'll, we'll had to get it out of the way early. We might be interrupted right. at any time.
1: That's for uh, live updates. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the that's EU reference out of the way. On with the show. True.
0: Well, well we are...
2: The Lord January's out of the way. Yeah, true. The actually, longest January yeah, ever. It feels like it's gone on forever, hasn't it? Oh, man. Honestly. I mean, now we're just playing a cliche. Can we move on? Plus, you <laughs> had a nil-nil...
0: Have you had one or two nil-nils? I played two nil-nils, two nil-nils, nil-nils. Two nil-nils We You really had, had none, none
2: in uh, 2019, and then January
0: sick. delivered you two. Absolutely sick. Disgrace. Wow. Well, Um, Let's get on with the show. Um, We're here every Saturday from 10am bringing you the latest Gloucestershire sports news here on Dean Radio. Uh, I'm Matt and I'm joined with Ryan and Kelsey from 7Sport. And um, let's go straight into it. Last Saturday after we did the show, we went straight up, jumped in Kelsey's lovely car uh, where the front door handles don't work. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) went straight up to the Jubilee Stadium in Evesham for Gloucester City versus Southport in a game where we were saying on the show, maybe this is James Rose first, uh, well I know he's already won a game but maybe this is where James Will turns it around and they start finding a bit of fortune and um, yeah we nearly had another nil-nil on our hands didn't we the most
2: exciting thing that happened that afternoon was I needed to rush off to the toilet at full time (laughs) let's get that out of the way straight away not
1: so much jubilation in the uh, at at, at Evesham on Saturday more, well I I, I don't know I'm going to try and make a pun on you uh, having to rush to the toilet but there's nothing really there it's natural, uh, it's a
2: natural uh, bodily function
1: I think um yeah, the highlight was... Uh,
0: Constipation,
1: that's all. Not so much jubilation. <laughs> Constipation, there you go. <laughs>
2: if only it was, mate.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: I think, yeah, it was, a, it was a poor game. And then to make it worse, I went to the snack bar at uh, half time and I said, can I have a hot chocolate and some chips? And she gave me a hot chocolate and a tea. And then I stood there for a minute waiting for the chips. And I was like, have you just given me a tea instead of chips? And she's like, you said you wanted tea! <laughs> I thought... <laughs> come on oh, why would i have a hot chocolate no. and a tea did well, you pay for a tea yeah i did yeah <laughs> <laughs> then she sent us an extra 50p for chips so i was like oh, geez, did
2: you dismiss. keep the tea what happened to the tea you only came back with one I, hot drink i think she might give the
0: tea to the, the guy <laughs> like the next guy like he wanted a tea and she was like i'll just make you one here you go <laughs> fresh <laughs> so yeah that was uh unbelievable interesting part of the day but yeah um not the best game of football and doesn't seem to be gelling, does it? Well, it was it?
2: a game destined to be 0 0 and yeah. somehow Gloucester ended up losing the game. I thought in the game, <laughs> I, th- put it that way.
0: I thought the, the pitch didn't help Southport. I don't think it affected Gloucester's game because they were playing a lot of long ball. But if you watch Southport in the game, mm. they were trying to play it on the ground and trying to pass it. And I think they probably could have yeah. scored a lot earlier to than To be honest
1: they did. with you, I mean, it, I mean, if you're playing at that pitch uh, at Wadham Road at Cheltenham, obviously where Gloucester ground shared a couple of years ago. Um, the pitch normally at this stage was in a lot better condition mm. than than obviously the one at the Jubilee Stadium and you know that is saying something um, seeing as there were still two teams playing on it I reckon if someone like David Morgan was on a better pitch that um, Southport central uh, midfielder the captain if he, someone like him was on a better pitch I think Southport could have ran away with that like 3-4-0 to be honest well, with you. he ran the game
2: well I walked on it after the game and it, from where we were sat I expected it to be a little bit softer a little bit mm. cut up a bit more bit. Yeah, you know, on the side that that we were at it, it wasn't too bad. Really, just need a good roll. It was with bobbly. Yeah, I think the middle, obviously with with, it's with most pitches, like it's the way. middles, isn't mm. it? It's always been
1: bobbly though. Like mm. Esham's pitch, I I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, you look. Well, at they
2: grow the grass a little bit longer. They like the thicker grass <laughs> in Esham, knowing that there's two teams playing on it. Mm. So I think maybe potentially it could be down to that. They tried to. They didn't get an awful lot of games called off at Esham, to be honest. You you talking about monsoons, really, and, and biblical weather. For, for the waterlogged pitches to, to be effective, mm. But, you know, yeah. I mean, the goal itself, the the that in wasn't great. I mean, I've never seen one header hit the bar twice before. Mm. Yeah. And then hit the bar twice in a row. Um, but, yeah, I think Southport really probably shaded it over the 90 minutes, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, when... <laughs> To be honest with you, I think the game to really changed when Jack Senior went yeah. off uh, for Gloucester, when he went off injured just before time. Lost half-time. that bit of
2: intensity a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I mean, he he was doing well. He was dealing with Devon Green quite well, um, the, the Southport right winger. And then he went off and was replaced by Jack James, who never really quite had the his number, did he? Not really. And then ultimately... Green went on to score the, what was the winning goal so it, it definitely you, you could see a shift and, and, and it doesn't help as well with the fact that they had to bring on Jack James who is a right back playing at left back uh, and then um, I think they had to reshuffle it again didn't they with um, I think Luke Maxwell actually ended up dropping into defence and, and Pennell went out to, to left back um, as Jack James had to move across to yeah, right back at to cover one the point, injured Spencer Hamilton yeah
2: at one point as well just before Spence went off they, they moved Spencer to left back for yeah. the start of the second half, and, and Jack James came across to the right. Probably because James Rowe could see it wasn't working in the mix-up in the, mix up and the match between uh, Green and, and, and James. But you know, I mean apart from Bernard meant to in the post, I can't really remember Gloss City looking no. like scoring a goal. Fabian Ribéry. In all fairness, I said at the time on commentary to you, Kelsey, didn't I? You know, there's been times where we've gone to watch Gloss City, and fans have said, "Oh, Fabian Ribéry is this great player. Um, he hasn't lived up to that when I've seen him." And mm. I, I would be honest, and I'd say that to his face. When I was seen him play for Gloucester, he hasn't been amazing. He came on on Saturday, and that was the first time I thought, you know, this guy is looking like he could be that man. He looked like he was a bit exciting. Threw a couple of skills and up the tempo for Gloucester's play. Tried to get him forward um, as quickly as possible without just lumping it forward, which is what they fell foul of doing.
1: It just looked more
2: positive. Yeah, and the link-up play with Marlon Jackson and, and Bernard Mentzer mm. in particular was quite good. He had that one chance where he curled over from from the left corner and that was probably as good as it got for him so. well I
1: mean that you talk about that chance I mean that's literally Golden, 90, wasn't it? 90th minute of the game mm. 1-0 down at home you know 12 yards out if that and he's just he's, he's lent back he's mm. lent back when he's hit Rushed it and that's, yeah that's it I mean he's, he's done he's done a lot of good things for the club but that one <laughs> wasn't one of them
2: I think that they missed Joe Hanks in the middle oh, I big thought time. that big time. his creative spark was probably what Gloucester missed There was no plan B in terms of how Gloucester were going to go about trying to get that equaliser or or get the winner before the goal went in. I think he would have been the key to potentially unlock it. But missing him through injury, was there on the day, obviously, watching. So, yeah, I think he would have known that potentially he would have had an influence on that game as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you look at the game before as well, and um, obviously you guys were on commentary, so I looked at the Gloucester City squad a little bit before the game, and you think the size of the... Sort of defenders they've got there now, they could really make a good impact on set pieces if they're struggling to find their way through, but thinking back to the game, it's hard to remember actually
1: when they had mm. a corner or something yeah. where they could have made made use of
0: that
2: well, first't yeah.
1: well that was I mean obviously James Rose said in the interview after the game as well that... and and I agree with him i've never seen a, a semi professional or professional or even amateur level of football someone stand five yards away from a corner block it and the referee just let it go multiple I, times I, I, I,
0: I don't think he was more than 5 yards away well I mean I don't, he don't was,
1: think he was 10 he, he I, certainly wasn't not, a, 10 not every time they weren't but I mean obviously you've got it but then again you, you do have to look at the delivery as well um, the, you know some some of the set piece deliveries they weren't great even when the defender wasn't standing you know Ten yards away, or less than ten yards away, the the deliveries still weren't weren't amazing. Not to say that they were bad, but they weren't they weren't brilliant.
0: You have to say in that situation though, if if they keep doing that, play short. Th- yeah, exactly. The manager needs to say, maybe we should just play a short and cross it in that way rather than doing the same thing over and over again. Or even
2: some sort of routine where everyone charges in towards the near post, thinking it's going to swing it, and someone stands at the edge of the box, just ping it to him. Mm.
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you what they could do. Is they could line up six players on the goal line, nice the run out the, yeah. to the six yard box, and then run back in, I don't—I've never seen that done ever yeah. before I mean,
2: by, by any team. I think Paul Michael uh, does five players, <laughs> 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 but yeah, you know I mean. It, it, there's ways around it, and you know it's happening time, and time again. Players just weren't learning from it, from the look of it.
1: I mean, and, and also, I mean, at the end of the day, because all the time, it was it was a left footer and a right foot, you know, from opposite sides. Why don't you just put a right footer taking it from the right side yeah. and go outswing rather than inswing?
2: We should be managers. (laughs) Yeah, it's fair. It's fair, really.
1: Um, But then,
0: uh, so that was the end of that game. Um, Some of the Gloucester City fans actually booed the team off the pitch as well at the end
2: of the game. Didn't really agree with that, Um, really, for me. I
1: felt that it was
0: booing
2: for the sake of booing. You
1: can kind of understand why, though. You know what I mean? Like, Yes, I'm in the same boat as Ryan. I don't really agree with it. But you can can, can, can can see where they're coming from. I mean, in... In what's happened with the club, where 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 Mike Cook has you know been 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 booted out the door in a very good position in the National League North, and now to have um, you know someone come in who has taken his first job at senior level uh, management for a first team, and then you know to have all these wholesale changes come in and not have instant results, you you can kind of see the perspective that the fans are taking. Yes, it is going to take a lot of time for for this team to gel, but uh, you can understand the frustration that uh, that City fans are going through. I would go on
2: a bit of a rant, really. I mean, me and Kelsey spoke about it at length throughout the week. You know, we're going to obviously talk about the Alferson game, Mm -hmm. I would imagine, and and the result that's happened there. You know, we read stuff on social media, we read stuff online. My personal opinion is a lot of bandwagon jumping Mm. because let's get this crystal clear James Rowe has not got Mike Cook sacked. He's not got Andy Hoskins taken out of the club. He's not had this. He's been brought in to try and be the captain of of, of the ship and you know steer them into this transition into full time football. We all know that Mike Cook wasn't going to be a full time Gloss City manager with the work that he's got with the PFA and, and outside of 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 Gloss City. So you know, at one point it was going to happen. Yes, we've sat here and said about the timing. And you know, I don't believe the timer was right. I personally would have waited to the end of the season, gone out, and obviously fresh. But at the same time, you can understand, you know, trying to get a manager in towards the end of the season, so that he's had the squad established, so that next season he can take it on. Mm. Now, there are people who I've seen on social media and online who they've, I've as far as as long as I've been covering local football, I've never seen or heard of them talking about Glossy yeah. or even going to a game. But they have their two cents because they know who Mike Cook is and they know who Andy Hoskins is. There's people that are online who were part of the problem and they're trying to go on like they're trying to get a solution. And, you know, the problem's this massive thing. But yet, you know, they were censoring media when they were at the club. Mm. So why are they even trying to claim that it's all gone downhill because of this? It's just like a lot of bandwagon jumping is going on. A lot of proper Gloss City fans don't get involved with that from what I noticed I'm not saying that everyone who's having their two cents that's negative is is not a Gloss City fan but you know there are a lot of people that you know they don't they say we are Gloss to us and it's like you haven't been to Gloss since they've been out of city Mm. so what are you talking about? We know people who've travelled all around the country hustling 25 miles there and back every Saturday to go wash their side and they're sticking with him they're being patient and they're they're the ones that are are ultimately going to get their just rewards because Gloucester won't go down. Yeah. It's a bold statement to make, but I don't think they'll go down. No,
0: mm. especially like we said on previous shows, because of the way the league restructured and all that kind of thing, only three teams are going down from the National League North and South. So the bottom two from each league and then the lowest points. And I don't think there's, I think there's at least two teams worse than Gloucester in that league anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, br- I mean, easily. Bradford,
1: I mean, well, I say that. Bradford beat Gloucester City in the FA Trophy when I went to watch him a few weeks ago. Mm. Uh, well, a couple of months ago now. Ryan didn't make it to that one uh, due to being a bit ill in, in the back of my car. So it was mm. a, a, a near escape. <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, teams down who were down the bottom, you know, like Curzon Asher and, and Kettering, who are probably... And Blythe, and, and Blythe. Probably now better teams than their league position suggests. So, mm. they're, they're, But Gloucester are getting... Let us me no bones about it. Gloucester are, are getting quite lucky with the fact that, yes, they are losing a few games but teams below them are losing as well yeah um,
0: i go b- back to your point where you're saying yeah, go for um, it. kind of jumping on the bandwagon and the say pre- previous people at a higher up level at the club are now criticising the current thing but then if you kind of if you've been involved with Gloss City quite a while and you've seen the people that have got peed off with it and have been sort of forced out by the current yeah. regime you kind of think well maybe something doesn't quite sit right when you're hearing people that have been helping out with the club and volunteering with the club for the last like, you know, 20 odd years or something like but that.
2: If, but it's not those people I'm directing at. Yeah, yeah. It's people who have been part of the problem but for a while. Th- they're, they're and they're trying out, to be the solution. Yeah.
0: They're pointing out the the, yeah, the situation and they're also pointing out the same like, things I've just said as well. But yeah, I did see the, there's the, there's the comment a, there's, and I did think yeah, that was a little bit difficult. There's, a difference. there's a
2: difference between people that have been helping Ross City and, and supporting Ross City for 20, 30 years, for example. Um, even someone like your your dad, who, who doesn't really go to watch Gloss City anymore, mm. you know, he loves a good moment. Conven- <laughs> conven- conveniently since Wolves started doing a bit better, he doesn't really care about Rossy City anymore. Um but, you know, he for example is one who when I first started covering Gloss City and, and being involved with the, the football uh, in the county, you know, he was on the trust board, he was doing things for the club. Um, ultimately he has decided not to. But a lot... I mean, there are are a number of people who have stopped going to the club. But that's not down to this current regime. That's down to the regime before. That's down Mm. to previous regimes. That's down to when they moved to Evesham. You know, James Rowe wasn't here when Gloss City moved from Modern Row to Evesham.
0: Yeah, I don't think... I don't think the frustrations that you see online, though, are aimed at actually James Rowe. I think it's
1: aimed at the... Sort of higher rep management,
2: but what I'm saying is it's been a mess for a while. Yeah, it's for so a while.
1: It's so aimed not just at James Rowe or at, it's just more aimed at the situation of yes. yeah. the club. That's yeah. what it, that's what it is, that's, that, and that's the bottom line. That's of mind, the thing about really.
0: being a Gloucester City fan. You, you something happens and then something piles on top of that and piles on it's, top of that. And there's it's, never it's any light
1: in the, the tunnel, yeah. is it? Yeah. I I will say though, yeah. you know, I'll never stop anyone having an opinion on, you know, on on local football or anything really. But yeah, I mean. Ryan is you, he is spot on to be honest with me a lot of the people that are, that are coming out they are jumping on the bandwagon because they see it. I've always found that people love a bit of negativity more mm. than they love a bit of you know bad news sells well and it shows you look with the,
0: we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago where the meadow park ground news and yeah. how Beauden started minimal comments Barely on that. anyone. and then something yeah. like this where they go and lose 6-1 yeah, is that's the thing. pages I, and pages of
2: it i mean i obviously you Related to Kelsey, and I'm not making him a scapegoat, but an example is someone like Kieran Squires, who plays for Hardwick. You know, we all know him. Um, you know, I've got nothing against Kieran, like the kid. I think, you know, decent footballer for for the level he plays at as well. Um, but I only ever see him comment on Gloss City stuff when it's negative. Mm. When it's a positive story, he's nowhere to be seen. And I'm not singling him out. I'm just using no, him just as an the, example yeah, yeah. of, you know, that's the kind of comments we see. And I've noticed that... You get the same faces prop up when it's a negative story. Yeah. But then when it... If Gloucester, for example, against spending More today, win 2-1, get a win. James Rose buzzing, in. His interview goes up on Facebook or Twitter. You won't see people comment on it who commented on Tuesday night after the defeat. Mm. You won't see people comment on it. But you get the people who are the fans that have gone up and down the country they'll be the ones that we comment on it going, great, now we can kick on from here and we can go from there. And, you know, that's a hindrance on the club when that happens. But unfortunately, that's the age of social media. You're going to have everyone and, and everyone possible making that comment. I mean, we even see it with some of the stuff we do. If it's negative or if it's about a particular club, you know, certain people will comment on it or whatever... But if it's about a different club, then they're, they're nowhere to be seen. I mean, it's just human nature, isn't it? Yeah. That is, yeah. That is just I think it's the nature of football fans as yeah, well, yeah, in yeah, general, yeah, isn't it? People, got, uh, yeah, people are quick to jump on the negative And unfortunately, yeah, it's a bit of a bandwagon jumping for me. Uh,
0: so, uh, Gloss City lost that game last Saturday uh, 1-0. Um, we're going to go for a quick break after the break we'll carry on with Gloucester City for a little bit because told of, you to plan uh, for a part and a half you did Gloucester, yeah City, didn't we? we'll talk a little bit more about um, Tuesday night because um, it all kind of fell apart a little bit worse on Tuesday when they went to Alpharton. Uh so we'll talk about that after the break this is 7Sport on Dean Radio this is 7Sport on Dean Radio Welcome back to 7Sport on Dean Radio. Uh, with you until midday today, um, bringing you all the latest sports news from Ryan Gloucestershire. Uh, before the break, we were talking about Gloucester City. We're going to carry on with them because we went off uh, a little bit long there, so we didn't get to mention the midweek game. Um, so Gloucester City travelled to Alfreton on Tuesday um, after a bit of uh, sad news for the Alfreton players and the Alfreton team on Saturday they actually cancelled their game um I think it was like just before kickoff wasn't it they About half one in.
1: they made the announcement, yeah,
0: because yeah, um their, one of their players uh, was involved in an incident the night the the evening before night I think before. It was? Yeah. yeah um and um passed away um so obviously Alfreton managed to get the game on Tuesday um and their players would have been well up for it, and we pretty much saw that because they tore
1: Gloucester City apart and won six one Well, I mean they went one 0 up. Very early on, didn't they? Mm. Um, like and four that, minutes, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then obviously um, Gloucester got one back straight away through through Matt McClure, and then Alfton went two one up, and and it just all sort of went downhill from there. Weirdly, I did see a couple of comments online saying that Gloucester looked much better when they went four one down. I mean, I mean yeah, what a time to to start playing, but not the result that uh, that well that anyone would have been looking for. I mean, you don't you don't expect to go away and get and get fumped six one and. You think if you're a Gloucester City fan, you made that journey up to Derbyshire on a Tuesday night, cold, a bit rainy, in the middle of a losing streak. What happens? He ship six goals. I wouldn't like to be in the car travelling back with any City fans on that night.
0: No, definitely not. And then, um, so that's when all these comments we were talking about before... Uh, before the break came up on Facebook and stuff like that, and then they did an interview with um, James Rowe, the manager. Now, after the game on Saturday, you guys were a bit like, "We need to interview James Rowe now after that performance." Imagine trying to interview him after <laughs> after that six-one on. Well, we've, the interviewed, pressure he's on. we've interviewed
2: Tim Harris after a seven-one defeat. Yeah, well, know, well, After that two-one yeah. defeat at Cheshire, which turned even, out to be the final game. And even
1: the uh, when they were tuning up against FC United and lost three-two. Yeah.
2: I mean, that was. Four-one defeat against yeah. uh, Forest Green and the trophy. Yeah,
0: life of a journalist. Eh? Cup actually. I think. So mm-hmm. he he did the interview after the game anyway, and then um, the the things I picked up on it uh, was the fact that he didn't really take any responsibility for the for the game himself. He was kind of like they were going through things, and he was saying it was unacceptable that the team did this, and it was unacceptable that the team did that, and that we did this and did that. But he didn't actually say anything about like you know. I put my hands up and it was my team to see. To be honest with you, though,
1: I mean, some of some of those comments were are kind of backed up a bit when, when you see Liam Daly, who was captain on on the, on the night and has been captain a couple of times in in the last few weeks, come out and and pretty much hold his hands up and say, you know, it's really not 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 a good enough performance and, you know, accept full responsibility and that. So yeah, six and one, half dozen of the other, you know, I mean... Daily is, is doing uh, a, a good thing by coming out and saying, look, it's not good enough, but know, yeah. state the obvious, you've lost 6-1, you know. Um, but yes, Rowe. obviously I'm not at the game, so I obviously don't want to comment, but eh, you don't want to see blame deflected and, and, and things like that. So,
0: I mean, it's, it is difficult for him. You've just come from a 6-1 defeat and then you're stood there in the stadium, you know, like what, twenty minutes,
2: half hour after the game, the freezing cold. What night happened well.
0: there then? Like, basically, you need to pull that apart in
2: front of a camera. Yeah, for fans to view. Body so, yeah. language was something I picked up on. Mm. Obviously, we've well. I've interviewed him a couple of times and, and spoke to him after games. Yeah, when if you look at the interview I did with him on the Saturday, he looked at me most of the time. He was eyes were focused. He mm. was concentrating. You look at that interview on Tuesday night; he's all over the place. He's looking all over. He has n- he's not looking at I think it was Isaac doing the interview. You know, he's not concentrating on, on that. Maybe, you know, the the emotion of the game has caused that, but you know, there is that difference. Um I mean
1: he probably just wanted to be anywhere else yeah, other than there, yeah. Exactly. I mean,
2: and that and that is understandable. And obviously coming back to what you're saying about obviously not taking responsibility, you know, he has a half time team talk. Probably tells you side. You know, we gotta get up for this. We gotta do that within 40 seconds or whatever it was. They in the goal. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you can't account for that as a manager. That it's just your team going out on the pitch and not concentrating and doing their jobs properly. a needless free kick away and it goes in. You know, you can't really, you can't really counter for that and you can't really adjust to that. I mean, we're going to talk about later on in the program about you know the, the Hellenic League games and Fairford got beat six two on Tuesday night. And obviously, the, the way in which Jody Bevans come out and handled it, and the interview that I had with him is obviously completely different. you know he is one who always takes responsibility on him he it always the buck always stops with a manager, and I think that's fans probably prefer to hear that than you know it, as you said, put, not playing the blame game as such, but you know it's that lack of accountability.
0: Um, so they'll be hoping to put that in the past today they have got Spennymoor Town uh, it's at home isn't it yes, I yes. Um, at home um, they're up in ninth at the moment and typical Gloucester City you just see them going and getting a result there can't you or yeah oh, 100% percent i will be delighted I'd be delighted
2: if they get a result today genuinely
0: hopefully start turning their season around. if you've got any views on Gloucester City or anything we talk about on the show you can get in touch with us here at 7Sport uh, on Twitter at 7Sport or also on Facebook and the email which Kelsey mans is info at 7sport.co.uk. Um, so get in touch, let us know. Um, right, let's move on um, to today's game of the day for 7Sport. Uh, you are off to watch Brimskim and Thurrock versus Homer Green.
2: Massive game at the bottom of the Henneck Premier. Um, you know, much was noted about Brimskim's bad start. Um, they were bottom for a while. Winless, pointless for, for ages, it felt like, else And mm. you know, they're now in a decent position. They can go 18 points clear. Of bottom place Holmer Green, in a league where you know you never really know how many teams can go down. The mm. last year it was the last the bottom one the year yeah. before that was the bottom two. So you know this will be a massive, you know, moment for Brimscombe if they can finally get a win in front of us. We haven't seen them win this season, so you know if today's that day. And, and they do get their win. we Have Massive. we seen them score? We, I think we've seen them score yeah, like once, scored, seven, haven't we? They scored a uh, the couple of Saturdays ago when we watched them yeah. win. Renzi.
1: Yeah, we've literally seen how many games we've we seen, what, seven, eight games?
2: Yeah, uh, we've seen them score at Tuffley as well a few times.
1: Uh, so we're headed to today's game. Um, Ryan Butler
0: caught up with Brimscombe third manager Sam Pryor.
2: After the last time we saw uh, Brimscombe in the 0-0 draw at, at Long Levens, you went and played Bassett on the Saturday. Um, Comfortable-looking win in the end. We spoke to to Jake Parrott over the weekend and, you know, he said, yeah, you know, we, we look back to our, our best almost. Did that feel the same way for yourself? We,
3: we're getting there, mate, we're getting there. It's, um, it's been a, a gradual process, as you know, you know, it's been a tough season, but I think Jake touched on it in the little article that, that I read with you that we just found that little bit of consistency. Instead of, you know, it's probably for the first time been out to pick roughly the same sort of side, been able to pick the same sort of players back out on the pitch, and I think that's no coincidence that we've been able to put a little bit of a run together. Now, I would like to, of us to have won a few more games. I think we, I was looking earlier, that we've drawn the most games yeah. in the league. So um, it's something that we, we need to turn into wins. But it's it's been a good turnaround. Um, Saturday's performance, I thought, first half we played. Some really, really good football, probably some of the best we've played this season, so it's just that little bit little bit of confidence coming back into the siding and, and hopefully you know the win can push us on to to even more start today
2: now you've had obviously the full week to, to prepare um, at the time of recording it is uh, Thursday night and you're on your way to training but um, have you got a squad in mind that you're looking to, to put out against farmer Green today
3: it's going to be very serious the last week to be honest mate. Um, not a lot of changes. Again, like I said, you know, it's very rare that we've been able to pick the same eleven mm. week in week out. Now there may be a, an odd change here and there just because of what we believe. Ola Green will, will come and play now. You know, just because just because they're bottom it doesn't mean that we're going to approach it any differently to how we've been doing. You know, we're we're still a side that's, that's still in a position that we shouldn't be in, and that, but we are in, and we have to. We've worked hard to try and get the points that we've got so far. So. Nothing needs to change in terms of the mental approach to the game. We just have to make sure that we get everybody through through training and, and arrive at, at Saturday fully fit and fully prepared to to, to work harder than the opposition and, and try and get three
2: points. Again. Now, if you obviously do manage to get the three points against Holmer today, um, you know you you move eighteen points clear of them, and and they'll obviously be still bottom. Um, is that a big, too big a gap? Would you say to to, to, for them to catch you or can you not afford to think like that?
3: I wouldn't say uh, we were chatting off air weren't we I would say that it's, I, mean, I would never rule anything out at the moment um, we've learned it our way that just turning up doesn't, doesn't just get your points you know and I'm not saying we've done that all season we've been unlucky in a few games but we are where we are for a reason and we have to just approach I know it's a massive cliche and it sounds silly really but we have to approach each game as one-off game, and we have to try and win them. And that, that recent mentality has, has, you know, put us in in a good position at this moment in time in terms of turning it around on December the sixth. The, the day before we went to Brackley, you know, we had three points. Yeah. Now it, it was a position I was never prepared for at the start of the season, so it, it's taken a little bit, a little bit of time to adjust myself and the players to where we are. But now that we found a little bit of consistency in what we're doing. Then. We can just keep trying to do what we're doing is getting us positive points. You know, we want to turn draws into wins, like I said earlier. And, you know, i have never said that any gap's too big or too small at this moment in time. We've just got to concentrate on ourselves, keep winning games, and, and hopefully catch a rest and, and get ourselves up and safe.
2: No, obviously, they, um, they pushed Binfield close last weekend. And, you know, Binfield are, are widely considered in the Hellenic League, um, a side who are still in the title race with their games in hand. Um, does that sort of show how dangerous they can be and you know how um, how really your side need to concentrate this afternoon in the game?
3: That's got to be respected, hasn't it? 2 1 uh, defeat at Finfield, yeah. you know, and it's easy to look around. They have taken a couple of drubbings this season, so have we. A 2 1 defeat at Finfield, whether you're bottom or whether you're second top, it, it, it's still a, not a bad result because Binfield are a decent, decent outfit. Rogers built a really good squad this year. He's picked up some. Some Bracknell and some Fatcham lads with good experience, good Southern League experience. You can see how well they've done in the Vaz. You know, they're going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. These are probably a, a really good Westfield side. Mm. Maybe the different difference between them winning the league, to be fair. So um, any result like that deserves credit. We're going to have to make sure that, that like I said, we're, we're patient in our build-up play and that we defend as well as we have done recently. Um, and that we approach it, like I said, no differently to any, any of the last last nine, ten games that we've played
2: with a good good mental attitude, making sure we work harder than them. Now, one player I wanted to to speak to you about in particular um, this this afternoon and, and this morning is Jamie Bremner, who you know he scored two against Bassett. Um, I've seen him play, you know, left back, centre half, um, and he's now in the centre of midfield for you. Have you been surprised at how good he settled into it and and how good he's actually showing he can be?
3: Well, you can have one more today. He scored two off the left wing on Saturday as well, so First. um he's, he's played absolutely everywhere. Yeah. But his consistency and quality as a player has been really really good. He came in at a time at start start of the season. Um still technically on loan from Gloucester, really, so but he came in at a time when we needed we needed a reinforcement in that area and, and he done well for us. His first real season in senior football and it coincided with a time that we were struggling defensively as a unit, not just him. Um, so he struggled to start with, but he's found his feet and I think he's flourished for it. Don't forget, he's still 18, 19 years old and he's a good size for it. He's technically a really good player. He's got good legs. He can get around a pitch. He can pop up with a goal or two, which he showed last week. Um, and he's found a bit of a voice as well now that he's settled down. So um, it's a pleasure having him along. He's fitted into the group really well. Hopefully we can keep developing him as a player. And, you know, he's just one of a number of players at this moment in time that that are playing with good confidence and are playing well and as well as they can do, to which is vital for, for us and, and where we are on the side, you know. So um, 15, 16 games to go, hopefully he continues that form. And then... Then he can do whatever he needs to do next
2: season. Now, all of the the sides within the county in the Hellenic Premier, in particular, have you know added a couple of players in the last few weeks or so. Um, for you individually, sort of, where are you in terms of your squad? Are you happy with the squad you've got at the moment?
3: I've always been happy with the squad of that. It's just we've never been able to get the bloody players on the pitch. <laughs> you know, we've had it. we've had some, some big injuries to to ask well to Jake Parrot. We lost quite a few players. Um, but we always had a decent enough squad. It. it was just getting them all fit at the same time, trying to find that consistency, which we just haven't had. You know, we take one step forward and then two steps back, someone else would pull a hamstring and one would go off and we'd miss people. So, so for whatever reason, since the turn of Christmas, really, we've been able to get a settled squad out. People haven't picked up injuries, touch wood. they get maintained that way. Um, As Colwell's on his way back, Chrissy Pates is on his way back. And we're just starting to to get boys back up to full fitness after some decent injuries. To be fair, probably you know three or four have had, have had two, three, four month injuries. So now we've been able to get them back in. It, it's been good. We've we've always been open to adding players to the squad, yeah. but I've, I've been cautious that we can't just add anyone just for the sake of it. It needed to be the right player, and um, we're always open to that. It needs to be obviously first form must be better than what we got. There like I said I'm, I'm happy I always have with the squad it's, it's just getting them out of the pit so touch wood we've got a strong 13, 14, 15 players now that we can keep set, keep together for the re- remainder of the season and if that's the case then there's no reason why we, we can't pick up points
2: what about Ed Major he went off against uh, Reading with a, a hamstring injury is he a, a longer term or is he going to be back with a next
3: Ed's a player who's really really struggled this year with injuries you know he he's he's beaten himself up a little bit he sort of gets himself fit and then he picks another one up and it's been a frustrating year for him because when he has played, when he has been fit for, for five, six, seven games he was a real real threat probably one of our better players you know he was a real outpour for us on the right hand side and you know we do miss him on there with his pace going in behind but he's picked up a hamstring injury on the I think it was the Reading game wasn't it? Yeah it, was. it? Um, yeah he's picked up a hamstring injury. It was something we knew about. We thought we thought he was okay, but unfortunately, um the first the first sprint he made in that reading game he just stouted a go. So um we whipped him off and we sort of said we'll see him sort of four to five weeks so um he'll be going through uh, going through treatment with the physio and hopefully we can get him back stronger. But the the thing with this season's been is that we kind of had to rely on players playing players that weren't fully fit because of the position we've been in with, with player availability. Now, hopefully, now like I spoke about, we're in a better position in terms of numbers in the squad, so yeah. that we don't have to rush him back in. So, you know, it can work for all of us. And when we do get him back, it'll be a fully fit major, which is a danger to anyone in the league. And you know, we can get him back and get him firing again.
2: Now, just to, to sort of end it, I wanted to, to speak to you. Um, last week, we spoke on the show about you know, Brimscombe fans that. You know they do get quite zealous down at the the meadow and um, and obviously they are a good bunch. They go week in week out. A couple of them came to the Long Levens game on a Wednesday night. And you know, considering the position you were in, how <clears throat> you know thankful are you that you still have that support from the, the fans who, who back yourself and the players? They um, they,
3: they, they travel everywhere. You know, wouldn't pass it. There was a big showing of them and Long Levens, like you said, there's a, there's a sprinkle of them and. They've always been good, you know, and it's been disappointing for them to come and watch the side and struggle this year. After last year's really good effort, you know, and that's what it yeah. was, you know. We we did bat above our weight. We're well aware of that last year and we managed to finish second, which, you know, w- w- was amazing for us. Did we want that to happen again? Of course we did. Was it going to? I was thinking it was and it just hasn't worked that way. But, you know, they, they have stayed loyal, to be fair. We still get a good following at home. Don't let me wrong, there have been murmurs of people a little bit disappointed with, with results, and I get that, I understand that, um, but from our point of view, we've always worked hard to try and get the right results, to, to keep trying to work hard, it's just we just haven't necessarily had the tools to do it. This is 7
0: Sports on Dean Radio. Welcome back then to the third part of today's 7Sport on Team Radio. We are, flying. we are flying through it. Um, before the break then, we heard from Sam Pryor, the manager of Brimpscom and Threpp. And uh, we are off... Well, the boys are off there today. I'm not off there. Uh, the 7Sport boys Might are off today. One game, one game a month. <laughs> yeah, one game a month, yeah. Next month to be confirmed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're heading over there in the Hellenic League is the game of the day today. So it should be a good one. Um, other games in the Hellenic League... Um, are ah, as follows Bishops Cleave versus Flatwell Heath. Uh, are you going to chip in with anything about these or don't we just go through Go through them as normal. I chime in. Long Lemons versus Windsor and Lydney Town versus Royal Woodton Wood Bassett Town. Everyone's at home today, which is good.
2: Yeah, but it's going to be uh, weather dependent. I mean, Obviously. Bishops Cleave last week had a game called off and their pitch was deemed unplayable. I'm sure it'll be fun. Um, and it was a little bit sunnier last week than it has been the last couple of days.
0: Might be Brexit dependent as well. <laughs> 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 um, let's go on to the Seven League. Uh, do you want me to go through the Division One West? Yeah, yeah we can do. Go on then. Borton Rovers versus Morton Rangers it's in the Derby Gloucestershire day. tie. It
2: is Derby Day.
0: What do they call that one? Borton uh, Morton. No That's got to be like Al Cotswold Co or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've just made it up. That's good. <laughs> um, Sirentine Development versus <laughs> Malmsbury Victoria. Um, Malvern Town versus Chatham Sarasen. Stone Ice Town versus Shortwood United. Derby again. Um, and we'll be talking to the Stone Ice Town manager. Stroud, it's Stroud, actually, man. Um, Not Derby. Talking to the Stonehouse Town manager, uh, Paul Osborne. Phil (laughs) Osborne. Phil Osborne. I was trying so so hard not to get his last name wrong that I got his first name (laughs) wrong. Uh, (laughs) And the other game, Thornbury Town versus Newton Town. There you go. Um, Let's go to the Southern League. Um,
1: Kelsey went and did a game on Tuesday night. He did, yes. On his own. Kelsey went to a game. Yeah, and um, it was cold. And it was. Freezing, mate. Honestly, I've. I, I mean, you talk about that. That Ryan always goes on about the coldest he's ever been at a football match. Gloucester City versus Chelmsford, years and years ago. I reckon uh, Sinford versus Bitterford on on Tuesday night for me was up there. But it's only it cold for you because I wasn't there
2: with my natural warmth, like a bear <laughs> warming you up. Well, I mean, there is
1: that. That's no, true. I mean, Ryan has always been my sort of. In extreme temperatures, we throw back to Brembscombe against. um can't remember who they played it was, in uh, the ground hot weekend um, oh who was that uh, the final that's, weekend abingdon abingdon that's that was it yeah and uh that is knowledge and, man and that it was knowledge it was warm that day ryan actually had to be my wasn't uh, too, it wasn't, my shield from it wasn't so
3: warm it was, so it was warm. very sunny <laughs> and it's kelsey, humid, mate. kelsey
2: was struggling he, yeah, he nearly was, passed out yeah saw kelsey's mum in it the, needs the street be... <laughs> uh, kelsey mum, dad in the street a few days after told them i looked after kelsey never met kelsey's mum before she's like oh Aren't you lovely? <laughs> <laughs> Chalk that up for the big guy. The big dog. <laughs> it has really? to be a
0: specific temperature for Kelsey to enjoy football. That's it,
1: yeah. It? yeah. It's, got to, it's got to be nice and mild, you know, not too warm, not too cold.
2: You know, but in the in betweeners when they get off the plane, they're like, oh, it's a bit hot. Too Probably hot. Too hot. <laughs> it was literally he was that. Yeah, he was that, all of that, them that, staying that, that is it. But just coming. Because we saw goals at Brimscombe for once. I mean, so
1: coming so. back to, to, to Tuesday, um, I, I, I was sat there thinking, this is a game Synod Fudge win. I mean, on paper, they were, what? So and eighth yeah, in sure. the league when when they went into the game, Bitterford were down. I be, I think seventeenth or around, yeah. around there. They, they languishing towards the bottom half. And you think, yeah, Bitterford at, at home Homer. on a Tuesday night. Sinford coming off a couple of good results recently, reasonably confident of, of a Sinford win, as I imagine Paul Michael and all the Sinford fans would have been there. And what you um, found
2: out was why Sinderford are 8th?
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that that is exactly it. Um, they they. <laughs> They never really started. Um, they, they they only really started when when Biddeford went one up. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Craig Norman chimed in with uh, with a good goal. Um, it was very nicely, very nicely finished. It was a good 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 free kick in from the uh, from near the touchline by Lorcan and Sheehan and 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 shock. Siniford scored from a from a set piece. Craig Norman glancing in at the near post, and from there, it was Siniford's game to lose. To be honest with you, I mean they 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 went on the front foot. They brought James Harding on and. and First touch, it was just the very first touch of the ball, it was just different class. And you just yeah. see, like, here we go. This, this is the moment. I mean, you had Harding and Hunt up front, um, you know, you obviously you had Turlin and and blame Sam and blame war, the overlapping fullbacks there. Um, and, and you just really did think that, that Sinford were in for, for three points on the night. What actually happened was Nick Rhodes had to go off injured at half time, he was having a very good game. And I do, I, I said to Ryan a couple of days yeah. ago. When we were talking about the game, that if Nick Rhodes stayed on that pitch, Sinford probably would have won because ultimately it was Andy Lewis, the man who got beat for the uh, who who got beat for the second and winning goal. And obviously, Lewis was filling in for Rhodes at centre back. So I didn't hang around to uh, to, <laughs> to do any post-match interview with Paul Michael. Number one, because I was very 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 cold, and uh, number two, because I imagine he was probably absolutely fuming. Well, we sorry I mean, I mean, the reaction, the the reaction to them conceding the second goal was uh, was telling, very telling indeed. But yeah, it was um, it was a good game of football. Bitterford, to be fair though, on the balance of the game, deserved the three points. And like Ryan said, that is why Cinderford eighth in the league. Inconsistent,
0: yeah. Consistently so. inconsistent, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of the Cinderford way, isn't it? Over the is last it, few uh, years, well, they that's kind it. Of go, got to that point m- where m- they're just like. They pick up a few results and then they lose well, to something you don't expect. It's literally
1: what, what, what we always used to speak about when we did this show, you know, three, four years ago that Sinderford were just always sort of mid table mediocrity. Obviously last season they weren't. They, you know, playoffs and went eighteen games unbeaten at the end of the season. But this season it is kind of looking that sort of way at the moment. There's is still a a reasonable amount of time left to go this season. They're not too far outside the playoff no. places, of course. It is quite tight at the top of the league there. Um a, you know, automatic promotion probably a, a long way off, but playoffs are still a very good shout for for Cinderford.
2: Well, they're away at Melksham today, and I, can, to be honest, I fancy Cinderford to get something there because that's just how they go about it. And as we said, they need a reaction. Like, yeah, they're likely to get a result in a game where they're probably not as fancied.
1: I mean, uh, if, uh, you know, if I'm going there as as, as Paul Michael's manager, I'm thinking you have got to start Hunt and Harding up front. Those two up to, up, up top together. I mean, they look different class. What on I Tuesday find night. with
2: them two is when you start one of them, whoever comes off the bench always looks. Like improve the game if that makes sense. So that was it. And it's weird. Was it's really weird. Yeah,
1: that was, that was precisely what happened. Also, it would be a big boost if they have Callum Wood back as well today. Um They really missed him on Tuesday night. I know. Mean, I like Blame War as mm. as a player. I think he's good. He's he's a versatile player. But on on Tuesday night, didn't have the didn't have the best game I've ever seen him play. Not to say he played bad, but wasn't the best showing.
2: I would uh, conclude. um Obviously, Southern League. When we we're, we're just running through the fixtures, Matt. Before you do, um, congratulations to Simonchester Town who have made the uh, League Cup semi-finals in the Challenge Cup, the the Southern League Challenge Cup. Went away to a a decent Frome Town side, held them to a nil nil, um, and won on penalties. There, Kev Sawyer played in goal, Gloss City legend yes. and, and Gloucestershire football legend. Um, and you know, the, the the boys did well there. So um, we wait and see who, who Siren we've got in the next round. And, and hopefully, it's a home game so we can uh, get it live on Seven Sport for you. Uh,
0: other games in the Seven League this afternoon then Bidford versus Slimbridge. Uh Mangusfield United versus Eve United and Porton Rovers versus Sirencester. And you've already mentioned this Cinderford are away at Malcham So they're all away today. Um, if you're off to any local games this afternoon and you want to get in touch, um at Seven Sport on the Twitter is the place to go. Uh, we're gonna play a song. After that we're gonna have a little bit of a talk on um a little bit of beef going up between two Hellenic League sides. Um, and also, the halftime bubble's coming up. And then in the second part of today's show, um, we're going to be announcing the 7Sport Team of the Month for January. So do stay tuned. This is 7Sport on Dean Radio. Dutch kids,
3: balloons in the parking lot. Hey, time.
0: Yeah. Or Sam Fender with hypersonic missiles on some great team tune. That. In? That's a very good song. You do know that one, then. No, <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: in all seriousness, no, good song, very good song. Yeah, good, good
0: song. Right, um, let's dip back into the head Leafer. A little story this week that's um, kind of
1: flared up over the the interweb.
0: Um, very, yeah. a bit of beef with Fairford Town and another
1: team. Very apt how we're about to go into the halftime ball for all, but Then we're talking about beef mm, beforehand, building it's, you up. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, we weren't at the game when Fairford lost six two to Shrivenham on, on Tuesday night. Um it was I mean I've I've I don't know if you've you probably haven't seen it, Matt, the uh, what's been going on online. What's happened is basically Shrivenham were refused permission to film. <laughs> well, the it game. wasn't shrivenham your sports Swindon. I did who this. who do all of Shrivenham's videos and highlights and things like that. They were refused permission by Fairford to film due to an issue that happened a while ago. Brief, 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 Th- yeah, brief, brief background.
2: The, uh, uh, Fairford versus Bassett got called uh, off when a few weeks ago, yeah. and your sports then put the highlights up on their website, which obviously they were filming the game. Um, Fairford felt it was a misrepresentation of what happened, um, so from there they've got to apply and, and pay for privileges to be able to film. Um, otherwise, they'll be refused. That's what's happened. Obviously, now they've refused to pay, mm-hmm. so Fairford have refused for them to to film. And on the back of it, Shrivenham have taken it upon themselves <laughs> to do a reenactment on their Facebook page. It's just so um, Involving some of their youth players um in a five side goal. Um and they've got people just stood still pretending to be Fairford defenders. <laughs> it's scoring the goals and it's they're basically scoring the goals based off on how the tweets have described them. Um what Fairford the- haven't reacted too well really. It's it's all a bit childish. I mean the one word can't really is, banner, is, is
1: it's not childish, mate, it's embarrassing. It is, it is just embarrassing.
2: I mean, I've the video a, itself, i have not a, seen it... To be it, fair, I, I've gone on Shrivenham's Facebook page and looked at it just just to see what we mean, but... I've you can had have had a, a chuckle
1: a, at it because it is just so
2: bad. A couple of know. Hellenic managers have spoke to me about it and, you know, one of them literally said to me, if that had been tweeted by my club, I'd have walked.
0: But is it not just a bit of
1: tongue-in-cheek banter by,
2: on it their is, part? but And like, it's just been taken badly? There's always been a bit of sort of
1: history between Shrivenham and but, but Fairford. But it, it wasn't just a the video. They've none.
2: commented on a post that we Oh well, we've missed out this, you know, Fairford are just crybabies and they've also tweeted because the Fairford account is now blocked Shrivenham mm. um saying it's like, come oh, on, can I mean- we nominate at F Fairf- C Fairford F uh, C Fairford um for the Hellenic League Crybaby of the Year and you get all the Bassett players in the Swindon mob, um, all jumping in, putting their boot in and, and it's all become a bit of a he said, she said kind of thing and the Gloucester guys are some of them are sticking by Bevan and, and Fairford and it's yeah, it's all pretty needless and for some reason today, um a couple of the old Bassett players have, have chimed in and said, Well that's what you get for stamping on the player's face and all this. It's, it's just so needless and you know, everyone needs to grow up. It's all about <laughs> football really, yeah, and we're much. all grown yeah. men and yeah. you know, it's uh, it's non league football.
3: Mm.
0: Lovely stuff. So there you go. Now you've warmed up with the beef, um we'll go for the poverty, shall we? Um, this is the part of the show. Sorry, it's called the Halftime bubble to give it the full name. Um, Respect it, please. Yeah, sorry. It's the part of the show um, where we each pick a track based on a theme that was picked last week by one of us. I make this sound really complicated every week and I don't know why. <laughs> um, basically, we spin a wheel. Whoever gets picked, their track gets picked from uh, to be played after the news here on Dean Radio. Last week, the track was played... Who, My track. Butler's track.
2: Pure Friday, I'm
0: in love. It was because we were picking Days of the Weeks. Um, and Kelsey Chelsea. picked the theme for the third week Again. For
1: every. Basically, the way that halftime Barbara works is
0: uh, I oh, pick <laughs> a theme <laughs> yeah. for you for everyone and to, to, pick to a choose song. a song.
1: Yeah. Um, and what was the theme? Uh, it was uh, artists or you know bands or, or solo artists or whatever with links to to Berkshire or Reading because Ryan is from Reading. If he's never told you that before,
0: yeah. Well, there we go um so we've each picked a track what have you all gone for what's your track my now? track
2: is girls allowed love machine
0: oh you're Be- joking
2: because sarah harding is from in you're joking
0: no. <laughs> that's mine <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: i'm no. more happy to change if you want it no i'll no. go for something else no no, no you you've gone for love you machine you'll keep you a oh. love machine oh, I was can gonna... we have two girls loud songs as potential i think we could yeah
1: I was going to go... I feel like that kind of defeats the object of The Bother. You pick your song. You pick your song. I mean...
0: My song's that... Earth Machine.
2: Yeah, but... but if you want you... to pick a different well, song... I haven't but picked I that, that song. I've picked
0: um
1: the Underground. Ah, right. Okay. best The
0: best All song.
2: Right. The theme's turned into Girls Aloud, and I'm delighted. What have you gone for?
1: I've picked... No, I've picked, <laughs> uh, I've picked Sundara Karma, She Said. Cool. Good track. Mm. Not as good as
0: Just it's Just imagine, good, it.
2: coming off the news... Then <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh come on! Oh, down,
0: and down and down and no, no, no!
1: I really want to win now.
0: Just see the look <laughs> on your face. <laughs> I spin the wheel.
1: Whoa. No.
0: It's Yes. <laughs> Sorry everyone No girls allowed this week So after the news We will be hearing Sung Karma What was the track? She Said She Said Let me write that down I
2: mean when I win the theme After I mean it's girls allowed <laughs> 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 Yeah Bans Cheryl
1: have been in Yeah could It could just it like, be difficult And just pick like Cheryl Cole Like a solo I mean
2: anything She's just called anything, Cheryl now anything but, yeah. Oh yeah, for, yeah Cheryl yeah <laughs> Anything other than Fight for this love And I'm leaving It's not worth it Awful
0: uh, right, it's um, just approaching 11 o'clock here on Dean Radio. We're going to go for the news uh, after the news. We will play in the halftime, Bovril. And we've also got the January Team of the Month from Seven Sports.
3: This
1: is Seven Sports
0: on Dean Radio. Welcome back to the second part of 7Sport on D-Radio. That was the Halftime Bobble track this week. picked by Kelsey. Sandara so out she said. Boo. Didn't like it. No girls That's allowed. No, I'm not booing
2: the song. I'm booing him. Mm. <laughs> So
0: just if bitter, uh, mate, yeah, if, if you're not bitter. happy with the choice that we didn't get to play Girls Allied, please do get in touch at Seven Sport on Twitter. Uh, actually, no, send an email because it goes to Kelsey. Info <laughs> at Seven Sport. <laughs> mate UK. to be honest,
1: the amount of the, the, I only use that email for um, you know signing up to things where I don't want my personal emails flooded. with uh, <laughs> So you will probably get buried, mate. Probably mm. get buried. Uh, right. So
0: that leaves us to do the spinner again to choose next week's theme. Have you all got a theme in mind? Yes, theme my mind, theme's not yeah. changed
2: since week one, Matthew.
0: Mm, Nor's mine. But I keep forgetting it and remembering it <laughs> just before we do this.
1: <laughs> Spin the wheel.
2: I swear to God. Ryan's
1: is just songs by Darius. It's me!
0: Hey. Oh.
1: My theme.
0: Ryan is again, left. You might out. not like this, oh, but it is songs that are related to football clubs. And I'm going to include World Cup songs
2: with this. Do you mean like chance? No, like songs Because like, That is literally my oh, right. oh, so theme mean, I've been sitting on for oh. weeks. The like chance have been turned into songs. Like wow. songs have been turned into chance. Mm. So you're saying songs. I'm thinking like songs like like Wolves play IO Silver the Line hey, and like, I'll
0: friends.
1: never walk alone and things like that. Yeah, or, like you know, oh, songs you're a bit you're asking again, for me
2: to then. play something absolute I mean, I'll I'll play Redding songs if you want me to. <laughs> There's some absolute howlers.
0: <laughs> something like that. Or you can choose a like a World Cup team song as well. Like oh, that's, you know, that's boring.
2: Embrace that is a junior. <laughs> oh, mate, Embrace is already on the shortlist there. So
1: it's... Can I just play EMF Unbelievable? Because that's what Cinderford walk out to. Yeah. Well, EMF are from the forest, so... That's true.
2: Yeah. I might play from Northern Soul, because Long Levens play it. But that's not... It's that related you to You just say it's related to a football team. <laughs> well, there you and, go. And Long have a sign up at their ground that says they're home in Northern Seoul.
0: They do, actually, yeah. Okay, so there you go. It's songs related to football teams that you hear, that they take, they play at every game, home game, whatever for that. Slimbridge
2: game. play a few good songs. So a lot of local sides play good music. If you want to do it local, then do it local. Even a Brimskim today, Brimskim, Scott Bolton always gets a good, good tunes out. Yeah, but that's just... That's,
1: that's just normal songs. It's not like songs that are associated with them, is it? Yeah, you, saying. Want, you want songs that are associated with Otherwise, that you team. just pick, oh, sorry, oh I'm just going to pick Girls Aloud
2: because I heard it at one football game <laughs> <laughs> once. I mean, it's not, not how have, this works. i always going to pick Halleway, What is Love? Because that's what uh, Ash at Long Leaven and playing when they're warming up for whatever reason. <laughs> it's a tune, though. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll play that later on. Maybe in the he's show. trying to tell you something, like, yeah. through, well.
1: you know, messages through his song.
2: No, nah, it's a lot of the old boys like Ryan Dunn and smiley love it. So, I'm going to play that on the show <laughs>
0: later on. Uh, if we get time. Um, <laughs> so, right. What, what, now, what would you like to do first? That's next in half halftime bobble anyway. What would you like to do first? The big reveal of the team of the month? Or would you like to talk through County League, Northern Senior we'll League?
2: We'll do County League and Northern Senior first.
0: Okay, so that was a bit of an on-air production meeting. Uh, let's talk about the County League then. Um, <laughs> what do you want to say? <laughs> do well, you want to sure. go through last week?
2: Well, I mean, last week what we saw was that Liam um, Harper... Um, for Frampton United suffered a horrific facial injury have you seen it Perry you seen it nope. nope you've not seen it right so as I'm going to talk I'm going to get a photo up oh um, yes because
0: it was um, uh, and the, it was very a bang,
2: it? very yeah. um, tough to look at it um, suffered a facial injury after a crash of heads with a, a player for the other team
0: I saw a picture of him in the bar after with a pint <laughs> <laughs> his didn't mum he, on Twitter was
2: absolutely that. furious and that. Came like she tweeted saying, "Oh, I'm not that irresponsible." No one's called her irresponsible, from <laughs> what I can see, but um, she's reacted that way. Um, this is the photo in question, so this is live on air reaction from. First Castamaria. time I've seen
1: this. Ooh. Oh. Oh.
2: <laughs> no, no thanks. And Matt. Oh. So under that is cut. Slimbridge, <laughs> under eighteen's. Man Liam Harper horrific injury. That so is a we wish him all cut. the best and, and wish him to yeah get back. Also, I will point out that in last week's Kelsey uh, versus Matt, which we're going to go to later on in the show, um, I said the phrase that I my banker for the weekend was Sharpness to win away at A.K. Bocco, and I'm not really sure why I thought that. Sharpness won one, one nil, so they're up to second in the County League, <laughs> and I'm absolutely delighted with their performance and at the Ness. Matt, over to you I'll
0: also mention, whilst we're on that, the uh, Gloucestershire FA Challenge trophy finished Wick 2 Newham 1 after Newton 1 0 at the Wick. Now you're spoiling Kelsey versus Matt. I, I do stand for this. We'll get back on to well, we'll get onto that in a bit. I, Wick. I was fuming. Go on, Wick. Um, right. County League games this week uh, today Broadwell Amateurs versus Rockleys Rangers Hannum Athletic versus Gala Wilton Hardwick versus AEK uh, a, yeah AEK Bocco Henbury versus Frampton United uh, quesley Wanderers versus Bromley Heath United Sharpness versus Little Stoke and Wick versus Patchway mess. Town up the mess. you've taken the Ness now the the now
2: Brockworth are, oh, gonna after are gonna be you. Sharpness are gonna be yeah, Sharpness are gonna be delighted, but teams like Brockworth and Chalford not so much. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um on to the Northern Senior League. Uh Chalford versus Harrow Hill, Chartham Rover's Bulliston. Chatham Silver Sears versus Barkley Town, English Bicknor, Tuffley Rovers, Leonard Stanley versus Breeden, Longlands Reserves versus Campbell
2: Dogs, Taverners
0: versus Brockworth, Albion, and Upton St. versus
2: Whitecroft. Any of those stand out yes. for you? That? Yes, Matthew, I'm glad you threw it to me. Chalford versus Harrow Hill naturally stands out at you because they're two very, very good sides, both up towards the top. Um, and one I've, I've penciled in for is uh, English Bicknor versus Tuffley Rovers Reserves. We spoke to Michael Palmer last week about how Tuffley haven't played too many games, but English Bicknor have gone top of the Northern Senior Div one um, after going nine unbeaten and in that time they've actually recorded seven wins. So, you know, they are the team in form at the moment. Um are two games that uh, I believe uh, they're gonna be the standout games on the day in that division. Lovely stuff. Now if you're looking for a full
0: li- list of those football fixtures for this afternoon, thinking of a game to go to We do have Division two Matt of Northern Oh Senior do you, league, you want to go f- for I do apologise well. to Don't Division? Forget 2 those teams. Teams, I'm so sorry. Um, Winchcombe versus Barnwood United uh, Chalfield versus Andover's third Falcons versus Smith's Barometrics which you actually taught me something about them last week that like, the two teams combined so yeah, yeah. I, I had a little search on Twitter just recently.
2: apparently we used to be combined back in the day but they used to be late but in the summer the decision was made to put them back together
0: uh, Frampton United Reserves versus King Stanley, Lydbrook versus FC Lakeside, Lindley Time
2: Reserves versus Abbey Mead and Stone Ice Time Reserves versus Bybury. Starting out game for me, Winchcombe versus Barnwood. Um, if Cleve is off, which we anticipate it to be um, due to the unplayability of their pitch, um, a couple of them are going to go play Winchcombe apparently against Barnwood and, and they, they know each other, they're all mates and stuff so... Um, that would be a good game if if that happens. Would you
1: come getting the ringers in then?
2: Yeah, well, it's not so much ringers. You know, Bishops haven't played an awful lot of games, so it's keeping people fit, and <laughs> ready to go.
1: No, but you definitely <laughs> see those those accusations flying around on Twitter, Yeah, pretty much.
2: Um, Charfield host Andoversford in a repeat of the uh, County Cup game we saw a couple of weeks ago that went to penalties. Um, that's also third in the table, hosting first. And we've also got 4th versus 5th in Frampton United Reserves versus King Stanley. So a couple of big games there um, that all, could affect the top um, top 4, top 5, top 6 of the Division 2 of the Northern Senior League.
0: And I will pay extra good attention to them because I missed them out.
2: And you're also <laughs> uh, a friend with Zach Ty's from Frampton United Reserves.
0: This is true, yeah. Yeah, he's
2: a mani- well, manager. He's the manager. He's the man, mate. That's what he is. He's
1: the the best man, mate, as uh, as he was.
0: Um, So pretend I haven't said this before, but if you're looking for a full list of fixtures (laughs) to go uh, watch some local football this afternoon, do go to sevensport.co.uk. The fixtures are on there. And also do check before you travel to any games because uh, the bad weather is still with us, so games might be called off. So please check. Um, Right. Now it's time for. The biggest event of the month from 7Sport. It's Team of the Month time. Over to your host, Ryan Butler.
2: Yeah, first time we've ever done this, to be honest. But yeah. realisation that, you know, the show goes out on the 1st. Putting the, the team out on the 1st. So what great platform than to use our radio show to milk potential views on the website. <laughs> and a bit of interest in regards to what we do here at 7Sport. Um, we didn't see too many games, really, over the course of January. Um, I mean, look at my notes, Kelsey. Look how many games I planned for. Yeah, day. see, there it's funny. a lot of games yeah. called off. See, I was, I was literally looking at that list. What thirteen? Probably about what four or five hours ago. Well, just now, 13, work. No, thirteen. We had planned, but mm. due to weather, I think we only got about seven or eight in. Yeah, which, you know, still good. Good for January, really. Considering a couple of years ago, January really. I think we saw five. Yeah. So I take it. Mm. Um, team of the month is as follows. I'm only going to give you the starting eleven. You have to go to 7sport.co.uk for the full squad, manager of the month, and, and all that jazz. Well, but well, I'll, I'll give it, you the eleven.
1: Well, don't give them the full eleven, mate. You want? I give them, them the eleven. I'll be
2: nice and give you the eleven. Um, the eleven is in goal, Lewis Clayton from Chester Town. So congratulations to him. Uh, I've gone for the back four of Jordan Morris at right back. He filled in um, at Chester Town in the right back position. Centre-back pairing of Elijah Simpson of Brimscombe Thrupp, who we'll see today in action at the Meadow. And Ollie Long from Long Levens, who, for me, and I think Kelsey will agree, is one of my players of the season. I think that he's definitely been a shout of the season ended tomorrow, I think he'd probably get my nomination. Um, big words, I know. And also Callum Wood, as Kelsey's mentioned him before. Um, very good month for a 16-year-old. Um, as, well, for anybody, but 16-year-old, he's had a great month. And you know when we saw him play, in particular against uh, Bristol Manor Farm, outstanding. So he gets the nod. Um, another young player. A lot of young players make the squads nowadays. We do like to acknowledge, obviously, the young players who are coming through. Joe Haswell gets the nod on the right-hand side from Long Levens. Two very good performances for me um, that we saw. And he's also scored away from home against Ardley in a game that we didn't cover. But it obviously is something that we've noticed. Centre midfield, Jake Parrott, who... If I had to pick a player of the month, would probably be him. I think as the captain of Brimskim, he's led the team well, seeing them over a tricky patch and hopefully seeing uh, them towards the light at the end of the tunnel. He's partnered in the middle by Kelsey's player of the month, really, uh, Craig Norman at Cinderford. He scored goals, he scored important goals, and he's looked a very, very important player for Cinderford throughout the month. Versatility is, yes. is the name of the game. And on the left-hand side, from Sirens to Town, is John Dennis. Scored assists all over the place, very lively going forward. And and you know when you've got players like Levi Irving up front who are young and need chances to feed off, he's been one to provide. Up front, I've gone for a t- front two, as always, a four-four-two. Josh Hunt can't leave a player out if he scores a hat trick in front of us. That's pretty much the rules. Scored a hat trick against Bristol Manor Farms, so he's in. And Luke Soule, who scored two uh, for Shortwood against Simon Chester Town Development he makes the team as well so that's the 11 for the full team go to 7 Um and it also give you the manager of the month and a bit of information in regards to all those players we've just discussed there
0: excellent stuff um, well done to all those players that made the team of the month right we're going to play a track I might get that Hadaway track in now that you wanted love. We'll just, should we just do it we'll get it in love. Um, coming up after the track and after the break we are talking to Stone Ice Time manager Phil Osborne Um, and we're also going to have a look at last week's Kelsey versus Matt and we're going to give our predictions for this weekend's game so do not go anywhere
3: what is love baby don't
2: This is Seven Sports on Dean Radio. Well, I'm delighted to say that we're joined by Phil Osborne on the phone, Stonehouse Town Manager. Phil, uh good evening and how are you? I'm fine, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for asking. Now, wanna start straight away by saying after Tuesday night, you know, Stonehouse Town, your quarter finalists of a Hellenic League Cup in your first season in the Hellenic League, how big of an achievement is that?
4: I think it's a massive achievement. Um, obviously we were lucky enough to uh, to be promoted into the league. I think uh, there were some early sort of teething problems uh, with adapting to the, the league and uh, some of the quality that's in there. Um, I think Tuesday night was was testament to how far we've come. We've obviously had a, a two or three indifferent results recently, um, but having lost to Clanfield quite quite convincingly, losing to Claphamfield on on the first game of the season, three one. Um, to turn that around with the commitment and the quality that we showed on, on Tuesday um, is a testament to, to everyone involved, really. Um, I know Ian Giles and his, uh, his son Alex have been uh, excellent all the way through the season, a great coach and fantastic physio. Uh, the committee has been really, really supportive all the way through, through thick and thin, working really hard behind the scenes to get the lights up and running, which should be done in the next two or three weeks. Um, so all in all, I was really, really pleased by uh, the reaction we got um, from the players on our Their their commitment was outstanding. Uh, so we, uh, we're we looking for that sort of commitment today, uh, really, against uh, local rivals, uh, looking to bounce back from uh, a disappointing result at their place where we, we dominated the game for the vast majority, but uh, unfortunately uh, conceded a late penalty which, uh, which cost us on that day or that evening and uh, on that Friday night. So um, we're looking
2: for a bounce back ready today. Are you expecting them to be um, looking to, to get a reaction as well? They suffered a, a pretty heavy defeat in, in midweek whilst you were at um, you know, Do you worry too much in how short are going to approach the game or do you just solely concentrate on yourselves for a fixture like this?
4: I, I, I think in, in, in a local derby like this where for, for a number of years short would have been um, a few leagues, so at least uh, uh, apart from most of the, of the local tides they're obviously on the way back up now uh, we're looking um, to to match them uh, moving forward, not straight away because their infrastructure is obviously for southern league yeah. um, facilities but we we'll, we'll get there I think I think they we will get a reaction from from shortwood today so I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that. Um, but equally, I'm expecting quite a, a lively atmosphere um, and quite a large crowd today. So, I, I think the players will be up for it. I think that I think the key for both managers is to keep players focused and keep players disciplined and keep players on the pitch, really, especially mm. <laughs> through sim bins, etc., etc. But my, my players will—they know the task in hand. We've got the luxury of um, uh, three new players coming into the squad today. Uh, which I'm quite excited about. Dan Gittins was absolutely outstanding on his debut on Tuesday. Um, so we've got two more players coming into that squad. So we go into the, the, the game today, um, after going to Clanfield with a, with a bare 13. Yeah. Um, we've, we've got a strong squad of 16 today. Uh, so plenty of players sort of wanting to get on that pitch for what's going to be, uh, I'm sure going to be a fantastic game.
2: In terms of, obviously, you said the, the three new players there, one playing on uh, on Tuesday there in, in Gittins, but you know is it going to be a, a job of them trying to get used and uh, adjusted to the way Stonehouse play and how you, you approach the game, or should they just slot right in and, and do all right there? Well, I, I think what's, what, what's been our stumbling
4: block over the last few weeks is we've... Um, We've got a style of play that the players know uh, is the way I want us to play, but we've not really had the players, uh, certainly in the front three, um, to do that style of football, play that style of football. The the three players I've bought in have been been targeted because they all know uh, and they all play naturally in that way. Um, So... They should fit in pretty quickly. I'm not expecting them to fit in straight away. But that said, Dan, Dan Gittins, uh, fitted in straight away to that style of play because he's naturally that type of player. Yeah. And I think the two other players are similar um, in that in that respect. One in particular has played a, a lot higher standard than um, than we play at currently. Um, so I, I'm excited. It's, it's it's a luxury we've not had up until very recently.
2: That's always a positive way of looking at it there. And what I've done um, before speaking to yourself, so I've had a look at the table. Um, you know, Stonehouse are in a, a weird position in the sense that, you know, you haven't drawn any games this season in the league. Is that a case yeah. of, you know, Stonehouse, with Stonehouse, it's a case of all or nothing? Or is that too cliche in, in terms of how it's gone so far? Well, I think if you, if you look at the games we've won...
4: Um... We've won them reasonably comfortably, mm-hmm. um, and the games we've lost, we've lost reasonably comfortably. Um, so it's been a, a, it's been a, a either all or nothing on those occasions. I think if we if we analyse um, certainly the, the three recent games that we've lost um, quite heavily, um, there's been a, a there's been a feeling well, yes, we were playing against teams in particular Melbourne, who in my opinion uh, will win the league quite comfortably. Um, You've got a a, a very established infrastructure. Um, They've got a playing budget. Um, They've got a huge following of fans. So at this precise moment in time, we're not in a position to compete with that infrastructure. And on the day, they were the much better side. I think the Hereford Pegasus game was disappointing because I don't think we turned up for that game, really. Um, The most disappointing one really was the Morton Rangers one where the, the game... It was we, we we gave that game away really, to uh, two sort of uh, silly decisions by individual players uh, on on the on the day, which really cost us. But we we bounced back and we bounced back really really well on Tuesday night. So I'm looking at using that as a bit of a catalyst to restart our season. I mean, if I, if, if you were to ask me um, where I think we finish, um, I think with the gap between the top eleven and the, and and the, and the bottom five, I don't think that's going to closed significantly so I think we're in a, a pretty safe place in that respect but I think for the fir- for the first season in this standard of football where the standard of football has gone, out quite, gone up quite significantly this year with the introduction of yeah. some of the other teams from other, other leagues I think realistically if we were to come in the top six that would be a fantastic achievement I think it's, I think it's achievable yeah. uh, but it's going to take time I, I still find it unbelievable that we're now going into February we're only actually halfway through yeah um so so there's plenty of football still to be played, and I think if we take that performance on Tuesday forward, um it would be quite interesting um we we just need to go on a run again um and, and, and concentrate and like I say, with these new players coming in and and the facilities being upgraded very very soon, um
2: I think there'll be some quite exciting nights down at Stonehouse. Obviously, that would have been my next question. So, you know, you're ahead of me on that one. So um, to sort of follow that up, you know, you say um, about taking the the, the game on Tuesday into the the coming games. This season, was it always about, you know, just establishing yourself in the Hellenic League? Obviously, no one really, um, being honest, no one really expected, you know, Stonehouse to come into the league, be challenging for the title straight away or anything like that. So is it more a case of you know you want to just become an established head and side and then gradually work your way into those sort of title challenges and beyond?
4: I think it's one step at a time, Brian. I mm-hmm. think um, what's, the, the the challenge for me on occasions is the guys that have been with Stonehouse for a number of years have in recent years been used to being one of the top sides in their respective leagues yeah. and not lose winning more games far more games than losing. Um, now, we've now had this luxury of being elevated into the standard of football. Um, I think it has been a bit of a step change for some players. Some people, uh, some players have adapted better than others, but they're getting there. Um, I think from a club perspective, we need to be in a place where we're ready, both on the, on the pitch and outside uh, and the infrastructure, to move up. Um, but we don't want to move up too quickly, and I think it's very, very important that we get that infrastructure right. I think we get the players um, that we need to firstly establish ourselves this season, um, consolidate this season, and build for next season. For me, for me, um, we're not in a position to challenge um, realistically for a top four, four finish this year. Um, I think. Um, we consolidate this year, we come as high as we can this year, realistically, um, but we look forward to next year, pre-season, once the lights are up, um, once we've um, had a comfortable first season in the Hellenic League, I think the players, more players will want to be part of that, I think the, the floodlights going up in the next few weeks will will attract players, uh, I've already, obviously won't name names, I've already had two or three very, very good players who plan higher standards um, express an interest in coming to us next year. So I think I think we take one step at a time and I think the committee are, are fully behind that yeah. uh, mentality and I think the players are as well. You don't want to go up too quickly and end up losing every week. That's not good for anyone.
2: No, I, I completely understand that. And and you mentioned about the infrastructure and you know the, the lights going up in the next few weeks. Has there been any plans for the next development off the field or is it going to be sort of as and when, and and when the time's right, you you add accordingly?
4: There's been a lot of work done on the ground. Um, There's been a lot of work done on the ground by the committee and uh, local businesses giving aid to that as well, which which has been fantastic. So the stands have all been uh, uh, rejuvenated. Uh, Hard standing's been been polished off. Um, I think the light's going up. We've got the top of range LED, LED lights going up very soon. Um, the, the ground compared to what it was sort of five, six years ago has transformed, certainly from my, when I uh, visited it that sort of time frame, yeah. time frame ago. So I think, again, it's, it's established, establishing the club as a club that can compete at this level, um, can um, offer facilities at this level, uh, and then when the timing is right, both on and off the pitch, then we upgrade again. Um, but there's no point in doing that when everything else isn't in place. We, we, need, we need to get there first.
2: No, Absolutely. Well, thanks very much for joining us on the show today, Phil. Obviously, good luck to yourself uh, against Shortwood. Um, we'll catch up with you um, as the season goes on and, and hopefully we'll be looking at Stonehouse finishing in the top six for you. Well, that's great, Ryan. I really appreciate the call. No worries. Thanks for your time. Take care.
0: What a lovely man joining us on the show. Stonehouse Time Manager, Phil Osborne. Cracking
2: interview. As I said, uh, off air, I haven't actually spoke to him before over the phone or in person. So it was a lovely, refresh, hmm. refreshing nature of, of Phil. And he's very complimentary to what we do. And yeah, he said that, you know, he's invited us down to Old Ends Lane when they've got the lights up. Good uh, night in the um, in Stonehouse. And also, hmm. it's actually been confirmed that Stonehouse will be the... One of only two games, I believe, in the Hellenic League um, Easter weekend ground top this year. Mm. Obviously, well, they do about eight games over a course of a weekend. Everyone goes through every single game. Um, Stonehouse is the Friday night, or Thursday night, one of the two. So, I think it actually kickstarts with Stonehouse in, in their game against Morton Rangers. So, we'll be there on that one. D-
0: did you see, I think I put it on our group chat in the week, that um, one of the Hellenic teams are playing four games in uh, three Fair games in four club. days. Yeah.
2: But what that is in Hellenic league I don't think of really it done it properly. Yeah. No.
0: They they do like to f-
1: pack the fixtures in yeah, in Hellenic, Hellenic league, but Can you believe that? The Hellenic haven't done it properly.
0: Yeah. And am going to fly to Greece. <laughs> 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 uh, right. Every
1: week, every week.
0: Now, um it's time well coming up in the last part of the show, um we're going to do any other business and we're going to talk this week about transfers, the FA Cup again and the Super Bowl. But first, it's time for Kelsey versus Matt and I've got um, a nice little theme tune for us this week it's it's the NFL theme tune
2: you said last week you were going to get the one that I wanted from the week before what and did I you want? cricket last week Oh, sorry, had cricket well, oh well. I, I actually kept oh well. it
0: topical this week went for the NFL theme Changing tune because it's the Super Bowl the week you. sorry cricket next week let me write it down Pretty, da, as, da, as, he pr- da, as he pretends da, 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 to write it down da, da, on his uh, notepad i just put this on my invisible computer <laughs> <laughs> um, yes uh, it's Kelsey versus Matt over to Ryan Butler once again
2: well after last week um, it was five all going into last week's fixtures and they were as follows Slimbridge 4 Barnstable Neil. You both went Slimbridge. So yeah. you both score a point. Up the Swans. Six or after the first game. Colin was delighted. Glam yeah, Colin, Colin from Slimbridge pretty much moaned that you both picked Slimbridge. And then you obviously picked them to do a win. And he wants us to include Slimbridge every week. Mm-hmm. Slimbridge should not appear for the rest of the programme. <laughs> Next fixture was our double pointer. Tuffley Rovers versus Easington Sports. Oh, ye of little faith sat in this room with me. Neither of you picked the tough you were going to win, and they battered them 3-0 up the tough. So no points each for you. Still tough six, six for us, wasn't it? Nah. AK <laughs> Bocco with a sharpness up the Ness. Really, <laughs> oh, I Really, went Bocke, <laughs> really established a sharpness won the game. Matt went Bocco, Kelsey went draw. No points for either of you again. Bad week. Wick mm. versus Nuant in the GFA Challenge Trophy. Matt up went the Newent. Up The Wick. Kelsey went Wick, so Kelsey goes with a point. Come back from a goal down as well. I was buzzing at Up one the point. Wing. They were winning one 0 after and in the final game it was Whitecroft versus Long Reserves. Matt won a draw. Kelsey went with Long Reserves, who won the game by a goal uh, to nil. What so a week. the score after week three is Kelsey eight, Matt six. Kelsey, you won last week and you lead the overall series, so we go to you first. And they go with a
1: win for Neither team draw for that one.
3: Ooh.
2: Matt, yourself.
1: on, the Siren. Please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> next is, <laughs> next is, our, is our feature game Brimskum and versus Halmer Green. Obviously, as always, if the games postponed, they get zero points each of you. So, Brimskum versus Halmer. And I will point out some facts for you to help pick your decision, Matt. Me about and Kelsey that. have not seen Brimskum win a game this season. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've only seen them score at home once. I'm going to go draw. And Kelsey.
1: Home win. Brimscombe. He's gone for the old homer.
2: Mhm. James Campbell, hat trick. Go on, Brimmy. Game three. No, don't. Draw. Ceasar's dip into the Div 1 West. Yes. It's a game we spoke to Phil Osborne about. Stonehouse Town versus Shortridge United. Ooh. Kelsey, we come to you. It's a biggie. It's a biggie.
1: I'm going to go with the uh, hmm, the good old-fashioned home win, Stonehouse again. Matt. Got to agree, I'm going
2: Stonehouse. Nice. First time we've got an agreement in the week. We're going to come out of Div 1 West. We're going to come back into it later, though. So just get your mind thinking about potentially what the other game could be. We're going to dip to Northern Senior Div 1. Yes. Chalford versus Harrow Hill. Matt, we're with you.
0: I'm going to go with Harrow Hill on this one. Mm. Chalford
2: will be absolutely furious the, the local,
0: local,
1: local listeners. Their, Twitter account, that their
2: Twitter account will not be happy with that. For, uh, local local for
1: that very reason, I am also going to go for now. I'm going to go for Chatford.
2: has gone for three homers in a row. Just little fact. Feeling
1: the home wins here. Yeah. Feeling the home winds.
2: And the final game is a game that I kind of let slip under the radar a little bit. Really, because I won't speak about it at this point. Um, But Malvern Town hosts Charlton Saracens in Div 1 West. Now, that's actually the double game week. Well, double game week, double game for the double-pointer game. Because it's a big game. If Saracens win that, they start closing the gap to Malvern and and Hereford, Pegasus at the top. If Malvern win it, you know, they're getting close to the top as well. So, I think it's second versus fourth or second versus third in that league. Massive game. Double-pointer. Kelsey, we'll come to you.
1: Absolutely no shocks here. Home win. Malvern.
2: Matt, we'll go to you. I'm going for a draw. And that's Kelsey versus Matt, everybody. Wave to the camera. This is 7 Sports on Dean Radio.
0: Final part of today's uh, 7Sport on Dean Radio. And uh, we are doing any other business. We've done the local stuff. Now we're going on to a bit of national and international this week. um, International, baby. We're going over the pond. That was a good accent. For the pond. Uh for the Super Bowl. Um Superb Owl. Uh Kelsey is Seven Sports NFL expert. <laughs> Give us the lowdown. Excuse me.
1: What are you laughing at over there? Huh?
2: I mean, i know nothing about well, I know a <laughs> little bit but
1: Well, it is the Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah. Um, a few people that like,
0: know nothing about American football saying, What's a superb owl? <laughs> 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 Shut Get up. Get in the bin. Honestly.
1: Seriously, get a grip, just
0: get uh, a
2: Dave Jones' Twitter, is it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so Super Bowl Sunday, um, I believe it's about eleven eleven o five. I believe is kick-off time, something around there, it's always just after 11 o'clock, hosted in Miami this year at the Hard Rock Stadium, um, and it's between the Kansas City Chiefs... Mm. And Where the, in South Africa Is that accent The, uh, <laughs> the, 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 s- the San Francisco 49 I normally said, nearly said The South Africa 49ers And that would have been A bit of a Can you do that American n- accent no. as well Because that's a bit harsh no. On The old, the older No San Francisco the, the, the 49ers San Francisco 49ers From the NFC And the Chiefs From the AFC The so AFC The Arsenal FC the, Shut up <laughs> um, Yeah no, it's going be, To be fair mate um, It has all the makings Of a Classic Super Bowl. The number one seed in the NFC faces the number two seed in the AFC. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. I've got Monday off as well so I can uh, go and have a few um, panda pops at at, uh, Cafe René showing it in Gloucester. Other um, drinking establishments
2: in Gloucester. I also believe
1: if you're looking for somewhere to watch it in uh, in the county, I think the Miller in Cheltenham are also showing it on uh, on Bath Road. Um, those are two places I know that are definitely showing the Super Bowl. If you want to go and out, you out got and a sponsorship deal of, yes? <laughs> I'm just letting people know if they want to watch the Super Bowl, you know, in a social environment with uh, with other people that, that they've never met before, then uh, you can do so. Um, but yeah, and going back to the game, um, it will be um, hopefully a win for the chiefs as I'm fully what the behind chiefs Patrick need Mahomes. what the
0: chiefs need to do is start the game 15 minutes before the game starts because they've been poor
1: in, yeah, in pre-season in the first quarter pretty, they? pretty much I mean like you saw them against well I mean against the Titans they were oh, I think it was like 20 24 24 nil down yeah. um <laughs> before the end of the the first quarter um and then second quarter they absolutely blitz them and then really there was no way back from them uh, at all, Forty ers have been good all season, and are rightfully the, the the number one seed. And it's a remarkable turnaround from uh, from last year when they won four games. Um, massive improvement for them, obviously. And if they were to go all the way, it would, be, it would be an incredible achievement. I mean, they've got some really good young players, and they've 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 got a really good mix of uh, of young players with experience as well. I mean, you look at you know players like Nick Bosa and um, and uh, George Kittle, the uh, the tight end. Um, who is probably one of the best best uh players in the National Football League right now and obviously complimented on the other side of the ball the de- the defense um or defense <laughs> um with corner cornerback Richard Sherman who has been you know elite level for for many years now um you know his leadership has been has been great for them to have and uh, yeah they've they've they really uh, turned the corner from from last year but the chiefs are looking to go um well one better last year you're right there ryan you just putting you know turning your phone on there mate while i'm chatting that's fine um yeah they're looking to go better than what they did last year they already have done they're in the super bowl uh lost in the afc championship last year to the uh the new england patriots um but this year they've gone one better They're in the super bowl and fingers crossed for them because uh the 49ers are in the same division as the cardinals which are my team and i don't want them to win so up the chiefs <laughs> Um, that's why we called in the NFL expert because it you knows everything about it. I'm saying that the
0: 49ers show how the draft system kind of works yeah. in America because 49ers were what going back five six years ago. Uh, nearer the pla- nearer
1: the well, Super Bowl, I not, say because think they, it's not it's not really that long since they were they were in the um, you know they were in the Super Bowl uh, again. I mean, I think it was. It, must 20, be five, I think it was twenty six years ago. So I think I think it was about 2012 when they were last in in the Super Bowl, but. Uh, Obviously, so, you know, they <laughs> last few years they've um they've not been great. Obviously last year they four win team. Um and I believe the year before they only won two games. Uh year before that wasn't great either as well. So um you know, they they've really kind of been, been in full rebuild mode for um for the last few years and, and, and hey, I mean, it's worked. You yeah, because you get I mean, teams like you get teams like the Cleveland Browns who
0: are in full rebuild mode. Yeah. all the time
1: <laughs> they're constantly like rebuilding their I squad I mean you've got, you got to look at it from the top as well you've got to look at it from the front office and you've got to look. I mean obviously we're getting into things that that is really too uh too in depth for for, for just a brief chat about the Super Bowl but I mean you know when you look at Carl Shanahan the, the the head coach and you're looking at the way that he's gone about things you've got to put a lot of credit on him um he's probably the main reason why they have uh they've done so well over the last couple of years Uh, So that's Super Bowl. It is on
0: Sunday night, uh, eleven o'clock. It's on BBC One and it's on Sky Sports. On the Beeb, so you get a bit of chappers on BBC One instead of uh, Sky Sports pundits, if you prefer that. Yeah, OC,
1: OC Umenura as well, mate. Yes, you do. And And the other one, I don't know his name.
0: You always get like um
1: like British celebrities like dropping in, like Lewis Hamilton. Harry Kane will be there. Harry Kane will definitely be there. Yeah, (laughs) you guarantee someone like some absolute no one, like Nick Knowles, will be there. (laughs) there.
0: (laughs) Nick Knowles at the Super Bowl.
1: He always pops up on the international series games at Wembley and Twickenham. Quality. Cardinals Burnham fan K. K as well, isn't it? He's
2: a
0: Nick Knowles player. is a Cardinals K, fan, yeah. if you
1: didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. that. Very embarrassing.
0: Vernon K plays for the London. Blitz. Blitz. Is it the Blitz or was the it the other one? One of them. But they,
1: they, they've won, like. The London football fo- football team. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The London the London lot. Gridirons. The London lot, that's what they're called. Yeah. Um, but
0: yeah, um, Sunday night, 11 o'clock. Um, if you want to stay up and watch a bit of that, why not? Bear in Mm. mind, it probably won't finish till like one in the morning. Well, you got the
1: halftime show, which is um, I don't, I don't know who's doing it this year. It's it's a lady. It's not uh, Uh, like Jennifer Lopez or someone, is it? uh, Why have I got got that in my head? I think it might be.
0: Isn't it like Christina Aguilera? Maybe I don't know. Google
1: it. We don't know Phil. We don't watch it for the halftime show. We watch it for the football because we're real sports fans. We're not these once a year American football fans.
0: J Lo. Anyway. Yeah. Right the first and time. Shakira. Whoa! I told you.
1: Crazy. We should have done that Crazy. as a bubble. Crazy.
2: Crazy. I mean, I'm disappointed because you'd want J-Lo with Pitbull like, for um, the South Africa World Cup. The yeah. South Africa World Cup they did well, that was 2010? Shakira. That was Shakira. I'm well, sure it was j as well. No. <sighs> Google that. <laughs> Pitbull. <laughs> and either way, they need Mr. International. Move Mr. Worldwide. L- let's move on. We're going to get bogged down. F- they need Mr. Africa Worldwide Pitbull. World Cup. Sure, so it was J Lo. Wasn't it's
0: like no, it? No, was it was Shakira, mate. Waving flag?
1: No,
2: might have been Brazil, 2014. Sorry, Pitbull. What J Lo did the the opening ceremony? I'm sure. It, I'm sure I haven't made this up. I th- <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I think it's Shakira, Mr. Worldwide, mate, Mr. Yeah. International World Cup. Pitbull featuring a Jennifer Lopez. Put your flags up. i just a Pitbull In fan. the sky, put them put in, your in
2: the sky. P- wow. Okay. That was and 2014. Did, yeah, yeah he
0: did the opening. Was Shakira was waka waka.
2: Warka, that one? Warka, it, it, it's it. time for Warka. Warka. <laughs> but yeah get Pitbull mate get Pitbull on stage I think everyone will have a better time well there you go um,
0: that's the bowl let's move back to this side of the pond and uh, it's transfer deadline day was yesterday the window is now slammed shut again um,
2: well this is kind of a segment that's in the past but in the future yeah it's a, it's a bit from the time of recording the it, window's it's shutting, about to shut
0: yeah it's been a bit of a the January transfer window is always a bit of a... Overhyped. Yeah. They
2: always expect that these mad signings are going to happen, but all it is is people like Ravel Morrison go to Middlesbrough. <laughs> <laughs> and that's transfers. And then you get people <laughs> well, going, well, oh, 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 oh no, no, that the January transfer and nothing happens.
1: Yeah, because no one wants to sell mid-season. But there's there's always a couple of you know splash signings. I mean, Bruno Fernandes is one has gone to United, Sander burger has gone to um, Sheffield United as well. Mm. I mean, that for me is is probably a bigger signing than Fernandes to... Um, United. To be honest with you, I mean that, that guy. That kid's got so much potential. Just He's the stature of the player
2: club. and the stature of the club as well. It's yeah, pretty much yeah. I mean, yeah. the biggest thing is that Everton have rejected an eighty million pound bid for a Charlison. and the fact that Everton are a club that no longer need to sell to be able to improve is mad. Well, that tells you the money in the Premier League now, doesn't yeah. it? I see Arteta money
1: coming
0: in.
2: That's also how you get West Ham paying sixteen million for a Championship player who's not worth that. Th- the tweets I saw about that, someone wrote
0: like, "I don't know which club is drinking more." Barcelona for offering that amount of money, or Everton for not accepting that amount of money for him. But crazy time, January transfer window. Um, You want to talk about the FA Cup again?
2: I just had it on the list of potential things to look at.
0: Well, the FA Cup. (laughs) Wow. Have you seen actually that um, Liverpool are making Everton fans collect tickets? uh, Not Everton fans. Shrewsbury fans for the FA Cup collect tickets from Everton's ground. Not Liverpool's ground because too many Liverpool fans are collecting it, and they, they like the
2: ticket office. Like they couldn't have them too close to each other. You see, yes. Yeah, so the Shrewsbury um, ticket office staff will be working in the Everton ticket office. Yeah. Because Liverpool said tickets.
0: that we can't have Shrewsbury and Liverpool fans collecting tickets in the same ticket office. So why, they said Shrewsbury, you need to sort something out. Why, so they've gone to Everton.
1: Why? Why can't Shrewsbury fans pick up tickets from the Shrewsbury box office before travelling to? Liverpool. I'm supposed that every Shrewsbury fan doesn't live in Shrewsbury. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> even so, like, surely that's just asking for, you know, loads of. Fans Unless from it means. Liverpool no, I think it, I
2: think it means like collecting it on the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, Because so, okay, right, okay. obviously, Does that Everton, makes more sense. It's yeah, i was going to say Because it's a
1: replay. I was going so to say that's just stupid. It makes literally no sense at all. <laughs> but, yeah, know, well, if it's on the day, it makes more sense, right? Just email me. Shrewsbury to Everton, back home to Shrewsbury and then back over to Liverpool. Just a nice quick jaunt at the. Well, it's like know, a five-minute walk or something like that, isn't
0: it? So. Yeah, it's
2: through Stanley Park. Um, cool. Um, what else do you want to talk Other about? Other than obviously that, obviously it's been a lot of Gary Lineker chatting utter nonsense for a week um, about the replays, and yeah, he's annoyed even a lot. John Mottson is <laughs> chiming in now. It's just, he's, he's annoyed a, rest, a lot man. of a lot of non-league and, and lower-league fans really with what he said. Um, he's pretty much said utter nonsense, like the FA Cup could even start with qualification rounds at the end of the season so Hellenic League Clubs for example so Tuffy Rovers play their last league game have to then play an FA Cup qualifier when the rules of the FA Cup competition are if you play for one team you then can't play for another team because you're cup tied but then that player could play at the end of the season in that cup game move teams in the summer and then he can't play for a team just so squad registration is going to be all over the place for that and you know it'd be horrific to to even do that, I mean, we talk about the County Cup final being played in pre-season, being an absolute farce. But if they even did that for the FA Cup, it'd be horrific. And he's talking about getting rid of the League Cup um, and and moving the FA Cup qualifications earlier and the so sort of Gloss C and, and things like that. But you know, for the prelim and the extra preliminary the round, they literally can't do anything. You don't know what they do? Mm. You know, Hellenic League Cups and and that sort of level. You know, they're playing. FA Cup fixtures. If they have a good run, they're playing FA Cup fixtures every two weeks. What more can you? How how do you go about it? It's very out of touch, isn't it? You
1: know, I mean, Gary Lineker. You always get the feeling that he kind of claims to be like a, a, man, of head, you know, a man of the people. You know, man of the people, like a bastion for for English football. And you know, he's he's such a figurehead for for people to look to for wisdom of of you know how we can make the our great game greater. And then he comes out with rubbish like this it's just like it just, just shows show. out of touch some of the pundits yeah, are to exactly, local yeah. football yeah, and precisely. then Gary
2: Neville gets criticised for his in- involvement with Salford but and actually, he probably has a better indication of what goes actually on though, I, like I
1: mean you look at that and you look at what Salford done in the community I mean with their full-time academy now you know bringing in links with, with, with the local community your new stadium improving obviously I went to um, to Salford where before it was the new stadium um, in that same season it was demolished Um and that stadium was was so run down it had a lot of character about it but honestly it was so run down it needed it needed knocking down and obviously they had the investment in from from the class of 92 and that that it might sound controversial but Gary Neville and Co taking over Salford City is probably one of the best things to ever happen to non-league football because it has raised such a massive profile yeah and now you look where Salford are in League 2
2: yeah and and you know it's just to say things like that is it's it it angers people because at the end of the day the whole point of scrapping replays is because these multi-million pound um, millionaires who play football at Premier League level can't play too many games in a short period of time yet you're trying to move qualification and things quicker and nearer to the start of the season when they're already jam-packed for the fixtures anyway so then regular people who are working 9 to 5 jobs and are part-time and 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 amateur players Mm. they have to play three or four games in a week or or over a 10-day period and stuff so how? what are we, What are we talking about here? You either give players a break or you don't. Um, you know, it's one of those where you get people say, oh, well, you know, for 100 grand a week I could play football three times a week or whatever. You know, it is impossible. But at the end of the day, that's why clubs at Premier League level and in Championship level as well have squads of about 25 players, 26 players to be able to utilise that.
0: It goes back to what we were talking about earlier that people like to be negative for being yeah. negative because... Shrewsbury have got an incredible result against Liverpool there but then what everyone's talking about the next day is oh Jürgen Klopp's kicking off about a replay in the winter break and all this kind of stuff and it's like Shrewsbury have just beaten the best team in the world in, in, in commas do you like know what drawn, I mean drawn, like, well, sorry, what, drawn with them sorry drawn with them behind. what I find
2: how baffling about the whole situation regarding that is the fact that Jurgen Klopp's not taking charge of the game. Yeah. I've seen throughout my. It's not a winter break what, for him, is it? It's, well, he's not exactly for They've all booked a holiday to Dubai or something, like that, or something like that, so he's going with the team. But at the end of the day, he's a manager of a football club. He knew that potentially there could be a fixture in that period if he doesn't get the job done on the day, and they've got the fixture in that period. Now, a lot's been saying, so I've seen people saying, oh, he needs a break as well. Did I mean, are we mental? If we did, we ever see Alex Ferguson take a break? Did we ever see Arsene Wenger? Take what's the a first break? time we've had a winter break anyway? So well, what's any difference well, from any other season? But do you know what I mean. Like, it's, it's kind of when, like, when. When have we ever seen a manager need a break? Alex Ferguson missed three games for Man United in what thirty odd years, and that was to go to his son's wedding, to go to a family funeral, and to scout David De hair personally. Hmm. That's it. And he's taken kids teams and and you know mixture of teams to all over the place, representing Man United football club. Arsenal Wenger did the same for for Arsenal for what was it sixteen years he was there, you know. I don't get why suddenly oh the manager needs a break too. From what? What? I mean, what? What do you need a break from? Huh. It is. It's kind of like me saying it's like oh well, I've done a week at work so
1: I'm gonna go have a week off now. And then doing that every single week, isn't it? Yeah, like,
0: and then, and that, then that, your boss kind of... coming up to you saying actually you
1: need you. I need you in Tuesday. Yeah, it's like well, like, sorry. So, 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 well, sorry, I'm going to send my, uh, yeah, I'm going send my brother or whatever. <laughs> I don't even have a brother, but you know what I mean. So I'm going to send someone down there to to sit on the phone and and you know, sell energy to other, other people. When well, it's I, like us like
2: with, with with some respect in terms of what we do. You know, there's weeks where we don't plan to do a midweek game, so it's you know a week of designated break where we're not doing a game. Suddenly a game's rearranged and we can go to a game. I'm not going to turn around and go with all due respect to our work experience, Stephen Bevan, I'm like, oh, i have sent Stephen Bevan, he'll go do it. You know, that's a game for us to go and do. Yeah. You know, we're representing seven sport and what we're doing. You know, it's, it's the whole thing and the whole decision-making behind that and trying to justify that. It's bonkers. And, and really, I think the FA should be saying, you know, you had a reason for the League Cup not being next; you physically couldn't be in two places at once. But you've got a first-team fixture there. What's going on? mm Imagine that's a Premier League fixture. Well, we ha- that's the thing. How many times Danny is Ian Holloway, Mick McCarthy, Sam Allardyce, Steve Bruce? They've all suffered charges from the FA. Yeah, Mick McCarthy for mm-hmm. fielding weakened teams against the likes of Man United, yeah, against the likes that, of Chelsea, so. Arsenal, because they have a relegation battle on Saturday. But then that's what you say. That's why you have a big squad to be able to do that. But then their argument for that is, oh, you sh- you have a big squad. You should use your squad
0: do check out sevensport.co.uk for all a list of fixtures today if you're going to a game the boys will have updates from Brimpscombe versus Homer Green join us next Saturday from 10am for more of the same this is sport on Dean Radio this is
2: 7 Sports.